0: Shalom, everybody, and welcome to the Ishai Fleischer Show, broadcasting live from Judea. And you're a part of it wherever you are. Shalom, and welcome to Malka Fleischer.
1: Yes, happy Knesset Inauguration Day, Ishai.
0: Happy Knesset Inauguration Day. Not, you didn't say it right. What? That's a mistake. That's not correct. What? It's not a Knesset Inauguration Day. It's, it's the coalition.
1: Coalition Inauguration Day.
0: I.e., the coalition is being signed, handshakes are being done. Not handshakes. The handshakes
1: already happened. They're they're shaking hands forever, weeks and weeks of handshaking.
0: Now, I was explained yesterday why it's taken a long time to get to this point, but suddenly there's like a a crazy rush. Yes. You will not believe it if I tell you.
1: All right. (laughs) Try me.
0: Let's just say that certain people who have been prime ministers in the past (laughs) don't want the other prime ministers to have it say that they're were prime minister until
1: 2023 what they're only
0: because that means that they're probably minister-
1: like on their wiki info? yes
0: and on the on the knesset pictures and and so it's like no 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 that
1: there's a little detail that i would not have thought of yeah, myself yeah like yeah but why couldn't we have done this two weeks ago
0: right it was like realized like
1: <gasps> oh really
0: yeah it was like oh my god we got it we got to make sure uh, that 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 they're only no. that they don't get the extra is that a year. No, nope, that's not a joke. That's what I hear. In any case, uh, that's really I think it's kind of funny and cool, and that's why, in fact, uh, there is now a um, going to be today at eleven o'clock.
1: Yes, eleven a.m. By the time you are hearing this show, there will be a new government sworn coalition. in government. That's right, Mazel tov.
0: But before we go on, let's talk about something really serious. You are looking at yeah. A food restaurant blogger. Wow, that's right.
1: The respect has grown. That's
0: right. I was invited uh, yesterday by my good friend Adi Arbel, uh, who is a guy that has like hobbies.
1: That's cool. I like hobbies. He's got like hobbies. What other hobbies does he have? Let's learn about Adi Bell.
0: He's he he works for the Kohler Policy Forum. He teaches about the civil society and how to how uh, uh, organizations can engage with the government. He gives tours from time to time through different organizations. He ran like a like a like a education movement for the youth. Wow. And and, and he's got another thing about him, which is he's got this food blog that he's been running for like 13 years. Wow. What's and, it called? Oh, I don't know exactly what it's called. I have to look, but uh, I'll, I'll, I'll find it. Yeah, it's food dash yam. Y.A.M. Dot It's
1: food. yam, Like like a, like an ocean of food.
0: Not yam-yam? That's, like not yummy? yams, like Thanksgiving. <laughs> like food dash yam. Food yam. You're a food yam.
1: <laughs> uh, you know what it is?
0: It's machale yam, which is machale oh. Yerushalayim. Oh. It's like in Jerusalem. Oh, there you go, there you go. Yeah, machale yam. Sometimes,
1: yeah, they shorten it to the yud and the mem sofi. Right.
0: Anyway, so I was asked to guest blog yesterday, uh, and I went to a restaurant. I was treated to That's a, fun. a large cornucopia. A fancy dinner,
1: which is how you get a Jew to do anything. Right. Okay, you heard it here first. If you want a Jew to do something, you take him out to a good meal that you will seriously increase the likelihood. Maka. Yes. This
0: is the nation of King David, 3000 years. <laughs> okay, Maka. We fought wars and holocausts. Yes. Priests not, and prophets. Yeah, we're not going to just be, you Mince. know, given you know to do anything just for a a, a nice dinner. But it does help. Yeah, it helps. That's what I'm <laughs> saying. It does help. So, anyway, there's certain
1: lines we will not cross, but there's certain lines we will.
0: That's right. Um, the uh, I was taken out to dinner here at Sommet Gush, at the Gush Etzion Winery Yekiv Gush, and I had some uh, fabulous dishes, tempura.
1: You love tempura. You're a sucker for a good tempura. I am. And and you? Yam? I yam. Yeah.
0: And I. But I will also judge the tempura. Yes,
1: because now you're a food blogger.
0: Because uh, that's right. That's right. And so. Um, and so I, we, we the tempura was good. Yep, yeah, good. And so was the cream of oh,
1: what's cauliflower it? cauliflower soup, or what you like to sometimes call white broccoli. White
0: broccoli, <laughs> broccoli, <laughs> albino broccoli. <laughs> albino. That's what I think of it as. Little
1: insights. <laughs>
0: and then, yeah. and then the dessert was stellar. It was ridiculous. It was it was this cheesecake. And they had they had this wonderful, uh, very airy, whipped cream. That's fun. I you, was quite, You
1: like a good whipped cream.
0: I do. I do. The main dish was not to my liking. It was too uh, sauced. It was oversauced, and and underfished, and so I was not happy with the main dish. And the halloumi salad was also good. It was good. But if I would take people there, I would take people there for a cup of coffee or a glass a of wine dessert. and a dessert and a glass of wine. Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, a cheesecake with a nice glass of wine. Yeah. That sounds OK with me.
0: That's right. OK. So so there at the uh, at the at the at the Gushitson Winery, I was able to uh, talk with Adi about about the politics. Uh, and uh, we're all excited and I think slightly nervous uh, for this new government. I was I'm excited uh for me it is a feeling I'm I'm gonna go out on a limb here. I have to I keep on having you, you know what the what the hard left does? What? It causes you to be nervous to say the things that you just wanna say.
1: Well, it could be that you will feel better by the end of four years, but yeah, go I, ahead. It's like
0: it's like it's like I'm going out on a limb to say something that I don't think I should be going out on okay, a limb. Okay, what for. is it? I was excited for the Trump administration. Yeah. and I felt like great things were going to happen. Yeah, I think that great things did happen. Yes, and I'm excited for this administration here in Israel. Wait, why would you because, feel like
1: that's going out on a limb? Because,
0: because, because, because today when you speak with Americans, it's like you always have to say some kind of extra word when you say the Trump administration. You're like, yes, well, but I, I know yes. that I know that he was also morally repugnant. Yeah, I just
1: want to say, like, by, by the alone. way, to the 330, which if you think about it, is like not is kind of a lot, but also not that much reform conservative and Reconstructionist rabbis who thought it would be a good idea to put their name publicly on a piece of paper saying that they are not going to allow into their synagogues or certainly to speak. Uh, Members of this administration, especially people like Itamar Ben-Gvir, who's going to be uh, a minister in this upcoming government, they're not going to allow. I just want to say that speaking of... Boycott, it's a boycott. Yeah, it's a boycott. I just want to say, I don't think that that was the flex that you think it was. Keeping people out of your shul, making sure that people who don't agree with you or your politics stay out and don't get to go up to your Torah to read and don't get to pray next to you and are like non-welcome humans in your space. You know that could work both ways, right? You know that like if you want to set a precedent of like, unacceptance and this kind of person with this kind of belief is not okay in our midst. Like I thought that for a long time, these groups were fighting against that idea everyone's supposed to be included even people who are doing x y and z even people who who believe in in this kind of life or that kind of life they should all be included everyone should be included fully full inclusion and if you're jewish and if you want to marry a non-jew full inclusion everything full inclusion and now it's like if you have this political opinion you can't come in and daven with us and you can't speak to us not like you could speak to us and we can all yell at you and tell you to go to heck and we disagree with you. Not that. But that you can't even speak to us bichlal at all. You can't speak to us. We don't want to hear your disgusting words out of your ugly pie hole. We don't want to we don't want to hear from you because I just want you to know that that can go the other direction too. And when I saw that it it fired me up in a very angry way, I'll be honest with you, and it seemed so um unfair and it seemed like such a double standard um vis-a-vis everything that's been pushed up until now for the last 10, 20, 30 years um you know all this stuff about like how things how how we need to be included right we need to be included we need to be included but if it's if it's people who vote for the third largest party in Israel representatives of that party or representatives of ideology that are, are even at all in, aligned with that those people cannot be included it's like it's like did you roll it back did you roll back the inclusion no, language no. or is it inclusion only for me
0: because Maka you are confusing uh two things that are easily confusable and they are not alike at all they just seem to be alike on the externals which is liberals yes classical liberals mm-hmm. like Dershowitz where you really believe that it's important to have a plurality of opinions. It's really important to have, you know, to
1: have the discussions, to have the
0: discussion that, that in a wide range, that democracy is actually important in the classical sense. And then you have the people who are, uh, let's call them progressives. But I don't like that word Just
1: left. Let's just call them left. Yeah. But
0: see, it's very tricky.
1: But they're not. That's not progress. T- they don't want progress.
0: Right. But we're talking about what I really, really, they're, they're really, really what the real term is, is Marxists. That's the real term. I think, even though they might not identify as Marxists, but Marxists who basically use class warfare uh, as their mode to undermine the system that is and certainly to undermine, you know, religion, Jewish state, that kind of stuff. So they're freaking out right now and they let it out. I agree with you, by the way, that they came out looking kind of stupid. They came out looking kind
1: of stupid. I think I think like imagine for a second that there was that there were 330 Orthodox rabbis who signed a a letter saying that these people are not welcome in our shuls. Do you understand the whole world would be ablaze right now?
0: But I think I think they came out looking dumb. And I actually went on TV. I was on I-24 and I gave a very conciliatory message saying like it wasn't conciliatory. It was it was uh, but it was common. I was just like. You know that's a very anti-intellectual approach. It's divisive for no reason. It it causes a rift that that doesn't exist. Uh, why don't you just let this government, this elected government of Israel, of the people of Israel, do its work? Why don't you just, you know, why would you why would you use this language of cancel culture on your fellow Jews, where really it's time to have that conversation? By the way, Reconstructionist. I want to tell you, I am a Reconstructionist. That's right. I'm a Reconstructionist Jew. I'm I believe in the Recon- reconstruction of the the Third Temple. And so, you know, I've always been a Reconstructionist and uh, some people call me, you know, there are other people call themselves Messianic. I'm like, no, you're not. I'm Messianic. And with regard to conservative, definitely a conservative Jew. In regard to reforms, yeah, there's a lot of things that need reforming out there. (laughs) So I feel that I am a... Wow, you're really
1: a Jew of many stripes.
0: Yes, I am a Reconstructionist, reform, conservative... uh, Messianic. Messianic Orthodox Jew. (laughs) I think that's really very simple. Uh, I think I think all of us should join uh, this uh, synagogue that I'm forming now called Reform Conservative <laughs> Orthodox Messianic Reconstructionist Jew. Yeah. M- uh, pro synagogue. Jewish synagogue, of course, part of the International Torah Congregation Alliance. Uh, yeah, Alliance. That's it. That's exactly it. Okay. Uh, and I'm also, of course, don't, let's not forget that I'm also um, Semitic, Abraham Accordsish, Middle Eastern. Uh, Amami, am a me Ashkenazosfardo okay Ashko Ashkosfard uh, because we are both Ashkenazi and and I have some sfardi blood maka thank yes, God that yes. I was able to pass us pass that to our children uh, genetically speaking. And so uh, all those things being an amalgam, it brings me together to be when I when all those things come together maka, I become that super conglomerate called, Israel. Wow. Israel. Israel lives.
1: Israel that's, lives. That's
0: right. So there you go. So that that's what brings us together. I'm excited for this new government, Malka. I am. I am excited. And I want to tell you a little bit about it. Here's an article from the uh, Jewish press that brings it all together. The article is called... Uh, final maybe list: Who's got what in Bibi's new government? Let's nice. go through it quickly. Thirty seventh Israeli government, headed by Likud chairman Benjamin Netanyahu, will be sworn in today, Thursday, in the Knesset plenum after a hectic two days of negotiations with his own party members, which followed close to two months, two months of haggling wow, with his lot. coalition partners. This is Netanyahu's sixth government. The coalition parties appoint and, and the coalition parties Knesset appointments divided by party membership. This list is almost final, but may be liable to change in the last few hours. Prime Minister of Israel, Benjamin, the King Netanyahu. Yes. Speaker of the Knesset, Amir Ohana. I'm
1: kind of excited about that in, a, in an interesting way.
0: It's going to be fun Are, times. Do you like Amir Ohana? I like Amir Ohana in a political yes. sense. Okay. Uh, Defense Minister, Yoav Galant. He has killed a lot of terrorists in his life. As the head of the... He told me personally one time. Yeah. We had a conversation That's face-to-face. Right. That's right. Remember? Yeah. I remember and I told you... I said I said, I said. said to you right in front of him, I go, there's one guy in this room that has killed the most amount of bad guys, and it's this guy right here, and he's like... And
1: he's like... He nodded his head. He's like, yes, <laughs> yep. I Yes, have. I
0: have. Minister of Education and Liaison Minister to the Knesset, Yoav Kish, okay? Foreign Minister, Israel Katz, that is still liable to change. This, I thought this.
1: that he was... I heard last night that he, uh, in uh, JNS.org... That he might be doing a rotation with Ron Dermer.
0: He might be in a rotation with Ron Dermer, but anyway, Israel Katz will be probably the foreign minister, justice minister Yariv Levine. Everybody psyched about that because he is a uh, player. Transportation minister back, back to the better, prim- than back, better than ever. Better than ever. Mary Regev, looking, you know, probably going to wear fancy, cool, cool stuff. She's
1: going to be good for you for the biblical highway. Biblical shows.
0: highway is coming right up. That's right, Israel. Biblical highway is going to be get happening. On that. Communications Minister Shlomo Kari, uh, Economy Minister Nir Barkat.
1: Ooh, ma- Nir Barkat, An-yan. he's
0: in. I I foresee. I tell you right now, on the on the on the regular path that Nir Barkat may be Prime Minister of Israel one day. You heard her here first. Environmental Minister Idit Sliman, Culture and Sport Minister uh, Machluf Mickey Zohar. That's his first name. Is Machluf? Cool. Yeah, but it's Mickey. They call mm-hmm. him Mickey. Minister of Innovation, Science and Technology, Afira Kunis. I think he's been that before. I'm almost sure. Yeah. Tourism Minister, Chaim Katz. I got to figure out more about that. Uh, Agriculture Minister, Avi Dichter. Minister of Diaspora and Social Equality, Amichai Shikli. Nice choice. Making it in like big time. Like, I got, got, like, left his other party, was was canceled from getting into the Likud, but then the court ruled that he can't get into Likud. Now he's a minister. That's Nailed fun. it. That's fun. Minister in the Prime Minister's uh, office. Uh, oh, is this
1: one of those without portfolio things? Yes. Oh, that's the Gali best.
0: Distel at Bar Yan. Don't know who that is. I really don't know who that is. I'll have to find out. Coalition chairman fear Katz. Okay, now in the religious. Okay, so that's the ministers of the Likud. Okay, but but we have so many. We've only just begun. We've only because because you see here in Israel we're a very wealthy country. <laughs> because of the hardworking person like me and you, Maka. So yes. we pay a lot of taxes so that these people can have all these excellent ministries. So the finance minister and adjunct minister in Wait, the defense ministry. Wait, what's the ministry,
1: difference between a finance minister and an economy minister?
0: Maka, please. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I don't understand. Maka. Wait, what do they do? <laughs> oh
0: my God. I, I feel that that question is so below beneath me that I'm not going to even answer that. <laughs> <laughs> what's the difference between... Wait,
1: what's between... Nir Barcott doing?
0: i <laughs> You mean you, you want to know what the difference between the economy ministry and the finance ministry is? Oh, please. I'm not going to waste my time <laughs> on that. Anyway, finance... <laughs> probably because I don't know, okay? Finance minister and adjunct minister in the defense ministry is Bezalus Motrich.
1: Interesting. I wonder what that's going to be like.
0: M- the, here's a new one. Minister of National Missions.
1: What is that?
0: Well, it's a new ministry. It's basically it's basically in charge of uh, things like the Shurutlu mi and, and other kind of like national,
1: like but not the IDF. That's no,
0: no, sure. no. So minister of what national... other national
1: programs are there besides Shruut Lumi? Uh,
0: there are many others. There are many others important national like programs. That's cool. Okay, she's interesting. She's in charge of that. That's Orit Struk. Yeah. who I am familiar with. She yes, is, she's from, from Chevron. Minister of Immigration and Absorption Ophir Sofer. Mm-hmm. Deputy Minister uh, at the Ministry of Finance is M- uh, Michal Waldeger chairman of the constitution i didn't know we had one and religious services committee <laughs> simcha rothman he's okay a, he's a cool guy very cool guy and the good wait thing's what does happen. he do what's he doing a chairman of the constitution question mark and religious services committee
1: okay that why are those together
0: don't know sometimes they just be that's what they do in our beloved wait, country constitution
1: like, and religious services no problem it's like the i mean
0: makes perfect sense <laughs> stop asking <laughs> <laughs> Ch- chairman of, of the Committee for National Infrastructure Projects and Reforms, Ohad Tal, and Deputy Speaker of the Knesset, Moshe Solomon. Okay. Now, in the party that I'm more involved in, the Otzmai Party, National Security Minister Itamar Ben-Gvir. Interesting, interesting,
1: mi- interesting, interesting.
0: Minister for the Development of the Negev and Galilee of, and National Resilience, Itzhak Wasserloff. Cool. Minister of Heritage Affairs, very important for wow, me Wow, we got some
1: amazing ministries here.
0: Amichai Eliyahu, Rabbi Amichai Eliyahu, who's uh, who's somebody I'm I'm semi close to, so I'm excited. That's about really
1: that. great. These All are, right. are some cool ministries, by the way.
0: We have so I many. I mean, some
1: of them I don't get, like the Constitution and Religious Services. Manka, I don't please, get that. I'm one. asking you to, but I get National Her. I mean, I think I get National Heritage.
0: Shas, this uh, the Sephardic Ultra Orthodox Party has the Interior and Health Ministry, and Deputy Prime Ministers will be Arya Derry.
1: Deputy Prime Minister.
0: Deputy Prime Minister. Of the country of Israel. I didn't
1: know there was a deputy prime. minister. Of course, minister.
0: there is. There, that's a very important position. Who
1: was deputy prime minister under under Lapid?
0: Um, I don't know. I don't remember. But I remember. I remember there were many times where, uh, yeah, deputy prime ministers when the prime minister flies away, he's like he's the prime minister in in in, in action here in Israel. Yeah, he makes the prime ministerial decisions as a deputy prime minister. Uh, what do you what are you making that face for? It's I important. It's the yeah. vice president. What's the big deal? Ah, uh, welfare minister Yaakov Mergi and Yaakov Benzer in rotation. Adjunct minister in the welfare ministry, Yaakov Benzer, minister of religious services. Michal... Uh, Wait, didn't M- we already Michael. do
1: religious services? You know, Malka, in the really, constitution and religious services. No, that
0: was that was a totally different thing. That was that was a religious services committee. And oh, it's this, a committee,
1: a committee, a committee.
0: Right, that was a committee, and here it is the the ministry, the ministry itself. Got it. Um, lost my place oh Mikhail Malkieli, very good man I know him very well I like him a lot Rabbi M- 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 Mikhail Malkieli, good man adjunct minister in the education ministry Chaim- okay listen there's a lot more here uh, these are a lot of like chairmen of, of different uh, committees uh, but, okay, United Toward Judaism, Minister of Construction and Housing, Yitzhak Golknav.
1: I think we know where construction and housing is going to be happening over the next four years. In
0: the ultra-Orthodox sector, that's right. Chairman of the Finance Committee, Moshe Gaffney, once again. Deputy Minister...
1: Wait, the Finance Committee. Uh.
0: Committee. Deputy Minister in the Prime Minister's Office and Deputy Minister in the Transportation Ministry, Uri Maklev. Okay, good stuff. And Minister of Jerusalem Affairs and Heritage, Mayor Porish. Hmm. And deputy minister in the prime minister's office, Avi Maoz. Hmm. Okay, so there you go. That- Avi Maoz
1: from the NOAM party. NOAM party. All right, so there you go. Wow. There you go. That's the list. I think these like are like this government looks so good on paper that I think I'm like <laughs> numb, basically.
0: Yeah, get, get un-numb. We
1: got to get to work. That's right.
0: Four years, baby. Biblical Highway. Biblical Highway. Biblical Highway in four years. That's right. And many other good things. Some of the Yeshai plans will come to fruition with the help of the Lord. Yes, I mean. And the help of this Israeli government. May it not be wasteful and may it not waste our time and may we really use it in the right way. And everybody say amen. Amen. We have to all out there all over the world. And, and, and now everybody listening out here, we need your help certainly in prayers. And second thing, there's a lot of forces that are going to be out there trying to break us and stop us. And not allow this government to move forward, and we shall overcome. Your job out there knock down the opposition.
1: Well, what does that mean? Just tell them this is going to be
0: a great government. Tell them we're going to move forward. Tell them Israel is a Jewish state. Tell them it's our land. We have to defend tell them it. Tell
1: them to calm and down. Tell them to calm down. To calm Sheesh, down. Luis, I it's something that blows oh. my mind every time. It's like we live under their rule. And we're like, ugh, this is the worst. This is the worst. Then we be, then we take power, right? Then people with our ideas take power, and they flip <laughs> out. They can't live with it. They're like, oh, democracy, democracy. Until democracy actually happens, and then they like, they wig out. We, we already discussed
0: it. that, Malcolm. We discussed that, but but I want to say to you that um, there are forces out there that want to stop us. We won't let them. Their problem is, by the way, not the government. Their, their problem is not with Itamar Gvir. You know who their problem is with? The people of Israel. They got a thing. They don't like that we're more religious, more nationalistic, more for a Jewish state, uh, more for, you know. Traditional. Yeah, traditional values. They don't like that. They don't have a problem with our government. They want to switch the people. Mm. That's the truth. Forget the People are like, the, the government that they're shooting their arrows at is just the, 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 the focal point. But they don't have a problem with the government per se. They have a problem with the people who
1: voted them. They have a problem with where Israel's going. Right. And that's just too bad. Oh, man. I wonder what we'll be talking about four years from now, how this will all have gone. Well,
0: hot diggity dang. Here we are. <laughs> that's right, Malka. It's, it's, it's showtime. It's game time. It's time to play. It's time to act. It's time to move our agenda forward. Inshallah, with the help of God. B'shalat Hashem. Yes. So we have, a, we have a lot to do. I'm excited about that. Uh, Maka, I want to talk about uh, our good our good friends out there that make this show happen today. So the first people that make this show happen are Yochvat Seidman, Moshe Herman, Ben Bresky, Tabitha, and Lou. They are our team that gets the show out. Thank you. And if you out there listeners want to be part of that team, help us by sending the show out to friends, uh, rate it highly, and all that kind of stuff. Like get your social media thing going, and it's a lot of fun. Uh, we also have great uh, folks that support our show, our sponsors. And that includes the good folks at Retro Watch Guy, RetroWatchGuy.com. Great retro watches. You can have them. Make them part of your life. I love my watch, my retro watch from Retro Watch Guy. I see a lot of great watches here at RetroWatchGuy.com, including. I really like this. I think that that somebody it's on sale right now. A hundred dollars off uh, an Omega Seamaster. Wow, it's a beautiful watch. Classy. And, and I, I, you know, my parents had Omegas uh, and I like Omegas a lot. I
1: saw, I this is the randomest piece of information that I have for the day. Yeah. But I saw that Omega and Swatch are going to be doing a collab, Ishai. Okay. I want to get you Omega Swatch watch.
0: Well, in 50 years, that'll be a vintage and it'll be on RetroWatchGuy.com. <laughs> uh, our good friends, uh, so check it out. And of course, coupon code Ishai will get you percentage points off and you will rock that new shabbos watch uh if you are into some yum yums uh, like i talked about in the beginning of the show then check out prohibition pickle uh, i am also on the prohibition pickle whatsapp group and they send out all kinds of fun stuff including latkes uh, and knishes latkes are out Maka, latkes are out knishes are in yeah knishes.
1: Okay? although i have to say latkes forever
0: yeah but what about this mukka? Three Knish flavors are back after a two-week-long latke break, and also beer <laughs> braided asado.
1: Wait, Isha, tell me about the. Tell me again about the bakers. Speaking of latke break, what? Tell me again about the bakers that you saw making the sufganiyot.
0: What are you talking about?
1: It's just me it's when you talk about the latke break, it reminds me of how hard food people have worked. Oh over oh, the oh I was in Hanukkah. I was
0: on Hanukkah. I was I was uh, I went to Beitel with a group, and uh, and we went to see Herbie Dan's Bakery. And, and, like, the people in there were, like, my friend Mayor Mayor Dan was, like, he was, like, walking around like a, like a zombie. He was, like, uh, uh I'm, like, Mayor, what's going on? He's, like, baking baking the, the, the sufganiyot. I'm, like, I go to him, time to bake the donuts. And he's, like, yeah. He didn't know the he joke.
1: Really no He didn't grow up in America. He didn't grow
0: up in America. So he was baking the donuts out there. And, really, he, like, it looked exactly yeah, like the commercials. All the,
1: all the bakeries have, like, they must yeah. be exhausted after all that. I wonder, there should be some kind of data on how many sufganiyot were purchased over the course of a holiday i, I don't want we to know ate a ton I,
0: I don't want to know and i haven't you've asked although there's
1: me, one place we didn't go to in Gushatzion that that i'm mad about we'll have to go next
0: you time. asked me to get on the scale i refuse to i don't want to look it in the face all i can tell you <laughs> is that this shabbos shabbos is coming and if you want to make an awesome gift uh, or eat some delicious delectable kosher nosh prohibition pickle uh, and deli uh, check out prohibition co il uh, I want to thank the folks at JewishPress.com, and Jewish Press is also reporting that part of this government's uh, new plan is to make a rail, a super fast rail. It's going to go from Kiryat Shmona in the north to Eilat in the south. All I could say is, get ready to make wow, it even Isha, bigger. Wow, Ishai, that's so exciting! I'm excited. I'm already. I'm so excited. I'm really excited. I'm excited, excited on every level. Just we're going to move the 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 story of Israel forward. JewishPress.com lets you know what's going on, and of course. One of the uh, decisions also, one of the agreements for this government is to, uh, to open up and expand the Jewish community of Hebron and so uh, that is so important, and your support and love of Hebron is important. Uh, we have been there like an anchor, holding on to the tomb of the patriarchs and matriarchs and keeping the place open, uh, safe from jihad and open for tourism to visit the mamas and the papas. Hebronfund.org makes it happen. Join our tour, join our mailing list, and come visit the mothers and the fathers. So we've got a lot of friends, and of course, we also have a new, uh, uh, um, sup- uh, a new uh, sponsor of, of the show, And that is high on the Har, high on the Har. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's right. You gotta you gotta go up on that mountain,
2: the the mountain mountain of
0: God, the Lord. Okay, where He has chosen to make His abode uh, in the heart of Yerushalayim, which is the heart of the world. So go go to High on the Har, uh, sign up, and you will be fully toured and briefed and explained. And you're gonna have uh, uh, you have you're gonna have a great time. Uh, Going there So that's all the fun stuff But we have more of a show Malka We have first thing uh, We talked a lot about about Great things But we didn't talk about That a great rabbi Passed away Right Um, uh, And that rabbi uh, His life and tale Will be told to you By none other than Our beloved Ben Bresky. Oh that's nice So he'll uh, Ben Bresky is going to Share with you The life of Chaim Druckman Coming right up And after that Our own and beloved Rav Mike Foyer With a little recap On the dreams of Pharaoh and the reconciliation between the brothers and Joseph in Egypt and then Jacob's way down to Egypt, paving the way for uh, the era of the slavery and exodus redemption from Egypt. So that's coming right up here on the Eshai Fleischer Show. Write me an email, Eshai, isha, Thank you for your support. Thank you for people who share with me a cup of coffee at BuyMeACoffee.com. Forward slash Yishai. that's a way to support the show uh, and thank you for visiting com, checking out our projects page and our donate page and being part of the story the story is moving ahead don't let anybody tell you that history is uh, finished history is 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 going strong we have a lot to do and that's the greatest gift that God gives us is the opportunity to do and act in his world and not to waste our time to be part of his great growth things go up things go down but we are holding on to the great the great chariot uh, of God's mission, and we are part of it. So stay tuned. Maka Fleischer, thank you so much for joining me on today's show.
1: Yes, thank you. And uh, mazel tov on this new coalition. May, may it be a kiddush Amen.
0: All right, Maka, God bless you. Stay tuned. More great stuff. Ben Bresky's is next, and shalom.
2: This is a moment in Jewish history. The influential Rabbi Chaim Druckman passed away this week at the age of 90, after decades of public service in the areas of education and conversion to Judaism. In 2012, he was awarded with the prestigious Israel Prize for Lifetime Achievement, one of the many awards during his lifetime. Rabbi Druckmann was born in Kitov, Poland, today part of Ukraine. After the Nazi occupation, he hid with his parents in a hideout dug under his uncle's house in the non-Jewish part of the town. After escaping Poland, his parents sent him to the land of Israel with another couple who temporarily adopted him until he was eventually reunited with his parents after the war. He served in the Israeli army and attended the Merkaz Harav Yeshiva in Jerusalem as a student of Rabbi Zvi Yehuda Cook, the son of the first chief rabbi of the Land of Israel, Rabbi Avraham Yitzhak Cook. Rabbi Druckman later edited and annotated several books of Rabbi Cook and founded the Or Etzion Yeshiva based on his teachings. Ten years ago, a special event honoring Rabbi Druckman on his 80th birthday was held in Jerusalem and attended by over a thousand people. The following is from a report by Israel National News.
3: Rav Druckmann is a model for generations of his students, a person who serves Am Yisrael with Torah Israel and treats everyone, big and small, with respect and dignity. We're talking about a
4: birthday of a man who has been at least for 50, 60 years involved in the growth, the development, giving strength and guidance and direction to the tzibur dati le'umi. Unbelievable what the man has accomplished, yeshivas, p'nei akiva. Somebody who has been the leader of religious Zionism for decades and decades. Someone who has influenced the Shivotes there. someone who has influenced the Shivot Tichoniot, someone who has influenced the Bnei Akiva Youth Movement, someone who has influenced the army, someone who has been been a Knesset, has been a parliament member, someone who has been our leader, and we are happy to have such a person, and what we are actually having here is an expression of unity. I think his personal story, someone who hid from the Nazis, many of his family were exterminated in the ghetto,
3: in bringing Am Yisrael together, in helping Aliyah from Ethiopia and from Russia, Rav Drukman is a light that guides us to the next many, many years.
4: Somebody asked Rabbi Drukman yesterday, who are we closer to? Are we closer to the ultra-Orthodox or are we closer to the secular? He said we're closer to God. We love all. We're all one family.
2: Tens of thousands attended his funeral near Mirkaz Shapira. He was mourned by Prime Minister Yair Lapid, President Isaac Herzog, incoming Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, the chief rabbis of Israel, and numerous other public officials and leaders. Rabbi Druckmann was an advocate for the repatriation of Judea and Samaria and one of the founders of the Gush Emunim movement following the Six-Day War. He is credited with coming up with the name Gush Emunim. In 1968, Rabbi Druckmann led the Mass Passover Seder in Hebron, the first public Jewish celebration in Judea and Samaria since the loss of the territory in the War of Independence. This Seder led to the rebuilding of Jewish communities in Hebron and eventually throughout Judea and Samaria. The following is from an AP News report from 1997 on the controversy over a Jewish-owned home in a predominantly Arab area of Jerusalem.
3: East Jerusalem is ours 3,300 years, and it's going to remain ours. There's one Jerusalem. East and West is one Jerusalem.
2: Rabbi Druckmann was a member of Knesset from 1977 to 1988, and again from 1999 to 2003. He served as Deputy Minister of Religious Affairs under the government of Menachem Begin. In 1993, Rabbi Druckmann survived a terrorist shooting attack while driving to Hebron, which took the life of his assistant Ephraim Ayubi. Rabbi Druckmann suffered bullet wounds in the arm and shoulder in the attack. The Los Angeles Times reported on the funeral. Rabbis wept as they prayed, their voices high and hoarse. The keening of the women began softly, like the cooing of doves, then swelled into full-voiced sobbing. In the crowd, a dotted sea of yarmulkes, men's tears slid down to mingle with their beards. May this evil murder of today raise a terrible bitter cry, intoned Rabbi Chaim Druckmann, how long? Quoted the article from 1993. The following is part of Rabbi Truckman's speech at the Israel Day Parade concert in New York City in 2012.
3: Am Israel is identified with Medinat Yisrael. You could see so many people, different people, but all of them love Medinat Israel. You know, from time to time, somebody has a slogan two states to two nations. You know, I agree, many states to many nations, but not in Eretz Israel. Eretz Israel is the state of Am Israel. And we waiting on the Prophet Ishayau, Kivitsiyong Te Zay Torah, and Vara Hashem Mirushalaim to all over the world.
2: Rabbi Druckman was well known for his work in helping people convert to Judaism and making it more accessible, having served a lengthy time as head of the Conversion Department at the Prime Minister's office. He also served as head of the Conversion Court in the Southern District, where he lived in Merkai Shapira, and over the years signed tens of thousands of certificates officially declaring people Jewish after a formal conversion process was completed. He noted the large number of Russian immigrants who were not halakhically Jewish and sought advice. He was interviewed in a 2015 article from the Jerusalem Post about the issue of conversion. Rabbi Druckmann stated, "...we need a welcoming and embracing approach, and we need an awareness campaign within this sector about the possibility of conversion. This is not a national nor a sectoral issue. It is an issue of primary importance," Rabbi Druckmann stated. He also promoted the integration of Ethiopian immigrants to Israel, stating, We need to do everything possible to absorb this aliyah so that the Ethiopian community will be an indivisible part of Israeli society. I can't say nothing has been done, but it appears that we must do more. Rabbi Druckmann's Or Etzion Yeshiva has a program for Ethiopian students which was started over 25 years ago. He was very active in the Bnei Akiva youth movement and was the head of the Center for Bnei Akiva Yeshivot. Rabbi Druckman authored or edited at least 14 books and numerous articles on religious subjects, including a two-volume set answering questions from youth about religion and a book about vegetarianism from the perspective of Rabbi Cook. Rabbi Druckmann is survived by his wife of 65 years, Dr. Sarah Druckman, who was the daughter of the noted professor Jacob Nahum Epstein. They had nine children, one of whom was adopted, and close to 200 grandchildren and great-grandchildren. This has been Benjamin Bresky for this moment in Jewish history.
0: All right, and we are live. Shalom, everybody, and welcome to the Ishai Fleischer Show, broadcasting, indeed live, from Judea to the world, and you are a part of it wherever you are. Shalom and welcome. And shalom and welcome to Rove Mike Foyer. Shalom and welcome. How are you, sir?
5: Oh, it's great. I'm great. It's great. Everything's great. It's great to see you. It is it's great, and,
0: I, and I, I did want to tell you, uh, as we were preparing for the show, I was like, I wanted to talk about something, and I didn't remember, and then it just flash-flooded into my head that I wanted to tell you that I, was, I had the merit— to be in the right place in the right time, and to see with my 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 thine own eyes, uh, I got to see the flash floods in Ain Gedi area and all over the Dead Sea uh, from Ain Bukkak to the north, uh, to see the flash floods as the giant rains came and hit Jerusalem and the rest of the country, but they did not hit the Dead Sea area suddenly uh, over these cliffs, you know where you people know about Masada and and Qumran has one of these uh, amazing just waterfalls. Uh, that that form uh, rivulets of the Negev, uh, they formed there, and I got really it was it was a lifetime, it was it was a bucket list thing. It was a yeah, bucket I, list thing.
5: i I've, I've seen it. It's really an incredible thing to just see this raging river burst out of bare rock. Was it blocking the road? Uh, it blocked the road, but they unblocked it. But uh, basically,
0: they've really built a lot of uh, canals. And uh, and uh, you know, pipes Diversions to and- to, yeah, to channel that, that that those that phenomenon, but like just to see it wow, wow, right. to see it burst forth. And and that's interesting because we were we we went from all the way from Ain Bokek in the southern Dead Sea and we were driving up as this was happening. We stopped at five or six of these spots, um, and they were, they were really gorgeous. Uh, finally, we got to Qumran, and uh, we went there. And I was really looking forward to see Kormoran. I'd actually never visited the site, oh. so I so I went there and I was like very excited. I was I was slightly underwhelmed, uh, and then I called my mom and I said to my mom like, "Well, why why is this a little underwhelming?" And she says, "Well, because nobody is exactly sure anymore of what exactly really happened there. the 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 the, the consent There's no consensus exactly." On on what happened in Qumran or who these people were were they Essenes were they the ones that wrote these yeah the, the neat
5: the neat clean story has collapsed right true
0: and so and so uh, and so it was it was and then and then it came to me in a ninth scientific vision it became obvious to me that the scientists had completely archaeologists had missed what the real story of Qumran was when I got to Qumran I saw I was obviously there were a lot of pools a lot of ritual baths. Yeah. And it became all too obvious that this was basically the resort, the pool and water park resort of the ancient world in the northern Dead Sea. You just came down there, it was the Jerusalem fits. That's right. This whole Essence thing is confused. They were not ascetics. They were they were purveyors of the great water park area, and <laughs> it was anything but. Okay, it was just it was just fun and good times for the Judeans and for the Jerusalemites. Makes perfect sense. Lots of pools, northern Dead Sea rivulets come down there, just fabulous. And uh, but, but 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 indeed, one of the biggest of all the bursting waterfalls was was there at Qumran. and they even have a, a view. The cave that they found the stuff in is right across from the from this overflow from water, from waterfall the,
5: from the water. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's quite a dramatic sight. Yeah, I've been down there a few times.
0: And our old friend. A good buddy, Lorelai Kude, a legend, legendary figure, and who we miss very much here in, in the Jerusalem
5: in the Jerusalem radio scene.
0: That's right. She says, "Aishah and Rav Mike, a friend of mine, took a picture of a rainbow over the Dead Sea. Kind of a once-in-a-lifetime moment. Absolutely.
4: Yeah. Uh,
0: although it does happen, Lorelai, it does happen. Rainbows do happen every year. And In fact, many years ago, about twenty years ago, I was leading a Birthright tour." And and my good friend Alex Trayman and Sippy were on the bus. They were going out, and guess what happened? Alex popped the question there at the Masada, at the base of Masada. After we saw many rainbows uh, on a rainy day in the winter Birthright tour. Of that area, and and uh, that's when that rainbow came out. And that's I always think of when I see a rainbow down at the Dead Sea. I think of Alex and Sippy's rainbow. They got engaged right there. Chabad rabbi gave brachas. I made the first shidduch, uh, uh, and uh, and it was um, good friends. Got engaged down there, and they're still happily married with a lot of kids. So Baruch Hashem.
5: There you Baruch Hashem. That's a winner uh, story.
0: You have a, a friend that says Shalom from Maladumim, Shal Lindblom.
5: Yeah, he's there. You go. He's right upstairs. If I start banging on the ceiling, <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, Shal. So not so from so far away. It's good. And my my man Moshe Herman says, "Hey guys, looking good from Idaho." Gullis from outside of the good land, uh, but in the good in the good city in the good uh, state of Idaho. Good country, yeah. yeah good yeah. country. And our very own producer Shalom Isha and Rav Mike, looking and sounding great. Uh, so there you go. So there you go. So uh, it's all happening. Everybody's here. Okay, we have. Um, we're we're nearing the end, uh, of and the it beginning. It
5: gets big right here at the end,
0: right? Is isn't that the famous line by Churchill? We're at the end of the beginning. Is that is that
5: right? Something like that.
0: No, he says they are like they're like. Is this the beginning of the end? He goes, no, but it's the end of the beginning and and the so war. Churchill line. lines. Everyone's like, mm-hmm. it's Churchillian. That's right. Maybe I'll call the show the end of the beginning. Um, that is good, story. Yeah, and now now. Uh, I think it's fair to say that this is the harder part of the book of Genesis. Brothers selling Joseph down to Egypt. And yes, it worked out and God meant it to be that way. But there's a harshness there. And now um, Joseph testing his brothers, putting them to the very limit, uh, as telling, telling them that he's going to now arrest uh, Benjamin and Benjamin and not allow him to go back up. Judah. Steps forth uh, in what seems like a very conciliatory um, type of right type of speech. The rabbis read it is actually not so conciliatory. It's like partially conciliatory or partially. If you want to rumble, we're going to rumble because I can't let you have Benjamin. But in that is also a revelation that Judah has changed. That he's not going to sell his brother down. That also there's a, a revelation that. Jacob had always understood that Joseph had been eaten or killed and that wasn't told before to Joseph. So now he understood that he, you know, maybe he had some thought that maybe his father sent him away that cleared up. A lot of things cleared up. Joseph cries and he reveals himself to his brothers. The sages say that he's like, I'm Joseph. They're like, no, you're not. Come on. And, and then finally, you know, he had to show them his, his, his circumcision to be like, no, I'm really physically, you're a Jewish, your Jewish brother, uh, which I always thought was like a very, you know, very Jewish moment there. Very uh, you know.
5: It had to be awkward in the, in the happening. Yeah. I make
0: Mel it Brooksian hard. moment, Mel Brooksian <laughs> moment right there. Oh, he's uh, Jewish. Oh, he's Jewish. Okay. 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 okay you're a okay, brother, okay, Joseph. All right. All right. All right. So, right. <laughs> uh, if Mel Brooks knew that midrash, he for sure would have. Would have oh, I'm that. sure
5: Mel, Mel Brooks, come on, the genius. He knew yeah. everything.
0: Uh, but okay. But so, so this is what I guess I I want to, I want to throw out to you, which is like revelation. And also, um, before that, before Joseph's revelation, the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? When you face your mistake, when you, when you, uh, when you deal with your, uh um, with, with the errors, with, the, you, you know, uh, there's a word I'm looking for here where, where it's like um a specific word I mean, like that, when you're not... facing when you're facing the when, when you're when you're facing the thing that you that you did wrong and you you're you're uh, making an accounting of it whatever it is okay in any in any, in any case confession, was that what's word
5: repentance confession um uh, right, owning, well, well, owning up to what you've done yeah. I could just okay, toss me so out ideas. all those
0: all those so 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 like you know, let's talk a little bit about about Chuva and about like change, which is which is which is says uh, confronting oneself. All right. Good. Confronting oneself. Good. Um, let's talk about let's talk about that moment where you where you have to be like, yeah, you know what I mean? I, I did wrong, but I'm not going to do it again. in In many ways, it's the story of of Chuva and of assuming the role that you were supposed to assume in the first place.
5: Yeah, I mean, I assume that you're talking about the brothers in, in this sense. Although, really, to me, the great revolution happens for Yosef. For Meaning, okay, the brothers have shown that they've changed. I mean, that's one of the ways we can understand Joseph's manipulation of them to basically put them, as the Rambam says, in the exact same situation that they found themselves with he himself, with Yosef. Meaning, here's another son of Rachel, perhaps not as blatantly favored by their father, but certainly, it's clear to everyone that he's a little bit more important than he was certainly more important than Shimon, right? I mean, Yaakov wasn't willing to trade him out, right? And and they're in a situation in which every justifiable cause is on their side for saying, "Well, we're just going to have to give him up." I mean, you know, what what are we supposed to do against the viceroy of Egypt who insists that he's a thief? And yet they show their willingness to be Moser Nefesh, to really give their their literally their lives or their, at least their freedom for his sake. So in that sense. Yes, they, they have changed. But I really think the profound act of confrontation of self, to borrow Lorelai's um, phrase, happens with Yosef. Because he no longer blames his brothers. His profound statement that God has sent me here isn't just some sort of theological throwaway of, of well, I have faith and, and everything's from God, etc. It's an incredible reframing of his entire life story. That he takes the exact same facts, and he doesn't necessarily absolve the brothers of the responsibility that they own for the decisions that they made. But he says, I choose to tell a story in which I was taken by God and not in which I was a victim. And that ability to reframe a story in which he could have been a victim and a victim with a lot of power, which in many ways is one of the most dangerous positions a victim can be in. Because to right. gain power and to maintain an attitude of victimhood leads right. to nothing good in life. I mean, we as right. a people struggle with this. Right. Um you know, and he chooses to actually be powerful and say, "No, I am. I'm an agent of God. You are responsible for what you did, but don't kid yourself. My life is about what God has done with me."
4: Right.
0: Uh, I mean, he he is the viceroy of Egypt, so it worked out good for him. Kind of, you know he's he's in a he's in a good
5: place in that sense. Yeah. Okay, fair. I mean, it's easier to reframe when you're happy with where you are. No question. Nonetheless, I I think that many people. I'll say it again. There's nothing more dangerous than when a victim actually finds himself in a position of power, right? And that happens, and and people make bad choices, and they become victimizers Mm -hmm. under the guise that they themselves have always been sort of put upon, and and et cetera, et cetera. You know,
0: I'm I'm going to tell a a bit of a contentious story. I think a, a tad. I was touring a very prominent. Black church. One of the things that they told me was one of the reasons that they identify with with the Jews, one of them was Martin Luther King. But the other one is that we both share a heritage of slavery. And they said to me, this is through many conversations, but at the end they said to me in front of a lot of people, they said, isn't it true that you guys mention your slavery at least twice a day? I said, it is true. We do mention our slavery. And where we came from, I said. But and I said we we definitely share that. I said, but whenever we mention our slavery, we mention God's great redemption.
5: That's the key, right? The minstrels recall the Exodus, not the slavery.
0: Right, right. The Exodus, as in, i.e., the Exodus. That means God's hand, God's redemption. Yes. And I'm like, and I said to them, and this was the leadership of like a six million people church. And I said to them, I said to them. When we talk about our slavery, we talk about God's great hand, His redemption, His the gift that He's given us of of life and opportunity to keep going and to follow His ways. You know, we, yeah, we talk about the slavery, but like that we came out of the slavery, and God has given us, you know, a chance to serve Him, enjoy. And there was, there, Rev Mike, there was silence for a very awkward minute. There was a very awkward minute there because 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 they had not i think i i, I would say they, they didn't say it but you know i think that they would admit that their conscious that the, the folks in their in their world have not you know received reached that consciousness of like being like yeah we were slaves but like thank god we're alive and here we are and we're so successful and everything is going amazing for us in so many ways you know and and we we're, we're out of that and god has taken us out of that
5: um, you're putting your finger on the essence of the power of the jewish story from the time of the Exodus, first literally directly from God, and then ultimately through our spiritual leadership, we've been trained to transform our suffering into a source of positive identity. Right? The the primary tool for that, as you're pointing out, is this deep faith we have that everything comes from God. That's why Yosef says, listen, you guys are responsible. I put you all through this so that, so that you can own what you did. But right. me, I'm with God. And I know that everything that happened to me, even if you were the agents, God is the driver and God means only good for me. So I'm going to take my suffering. I'm going to transform it into a source of positive identity. Like you said, I'm going to remember, we're going to remember twice a day, at least that we're slaves, but the emphasis is not on slavery. The emphasis on the fact that in our slavery, God remembered us and redeemed us from Egypt. But wouldn't you say that the brothers would
0: be like, yeah, that's nice of you, but why have you been such a jerk to us?
5: Well, because, like I said, the it doesn't absolve them of the need to do tshuva. Right. Right? In the same way, we haven't gotten there yet, but we're getting to a generation that will have to do this work. We're going to have to do this work on the Holocaust. And when we're able to transform the Holocaust somehow into a source of positive identity, that in mm. no way absolves the Nazis. Mm. No way. That That's our work. Right. That's our work, because we don't want to choke on the horror of our historical memory. Right. They should choke on it. You know, because they, you know, I, I, I've never one of the most powerful statements I've ever heard about the Holocaust came from um, Rav the Yehuda Amital Bracha, who was, you know, one of the founding Rosh Yeshivot of uh, of there in in Olon um, Shvut, and he said that that um, after he was a survivor, um, he said that after Auschwitz, that he was able to say Shalom Asani Goy with the fullest heart that he ever, ever had. Meaning he was able to thank God for not being made a non-Jew. Why? Because when he looked around at Auschwitz, he said, this is what it comes to. And it's just not what I have in the world. It's not It's not who I am, right? That, that grace, even in his suffering, to recognize that whatever horror the Jews have been through, it's actually in the long run doesn't hold a candle because our horror has a chance of being transformed into a source of positive identity. But being the perpetrators in that situation, no. And that, in many ways, Lahav deal, but in many ways, that's the difference between Yosef and his brothers. His brothers are going to have to deal. And by the way, notice in the end, Yosef is, is Shalem. He's fine. And yes, you're right. He's viceroy in Egypt and it's all good. But the brothers are now living off the fat of the land. Literally, right. Right? right? They're there. They they bring Jacob down. They bring down their families, etc. But at the end, end next week, what's going to happen when Jacob dies? They all flip out because they have still stuck in that story and they think, oh, we're going to run to Joseph and say, your dad said before he died, you have to be nice to us. Justice, like, what? What? You're still in that story. Like, I, I moved on. I'm not trapped, right? But, but here's where you and I have disagreed
0: in previous years. That's why I remember. Is that to me, when I read Joseph, there's just a few phrases there where it's obvious to me that one thing that he has not uh, overcome or changed is in his um, unique relationship with his father that makes the other people be jealous. And therefore, he, he causes jealousy and he doesn't kind of hide that. And then he speaks in a language that is like this, like, I'm a prophet. No, you're not. And I can tell you stuff. And how's my dad? and uh sure you didn't sell me down here you didn't sell me down here but god you know brought me down here but it's like but i know you sold me down here but god you know it's like he's got all these little phrases that if i'm standing and i'm his brother i'm like okay we were wrong to sell him but it's still that joseph
5: deal a jerk
0: yeah he's still like that guy that like that like is very insensitive to 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 human feelings you know to like it's almost like he's a you know like a like, like like a savant a little bit like 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 yeah you're a genius yeah you're unique but there's something about you that misses a, misses social cues and you just don't understand that you're just edging like 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 why even tell your brothers these dreams you know you got these dreams it's like hey you know oh, i had a dream You guys you were all bowed down to me okay but he, and that's my point is that he still says that he's like i'm viceroy of egypt the the famine will be for another 5 years how's my dad doing it's just He's got, he's got these tendencies that, like, if I'm on the other side of that, I'm like, fine, fine, you, you know, yeah. But it's still, it's yeah, it is you after all. It's like I'm, it is definitely
5: you. I mean, fair enough. But I think that also part of what you said is very true, which is that he's categorically different than his brothers. Right. He's categorically different than his brothers, and to pretend that he's not isn't isn't being honest either. Right. That's right. Right. Let's remember that 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 he gets elevated almost to the status of one of the avot, one of the forefathers. Right. right? And his sons join the tribes. He himself is this sort of in between, which is, of course, you know, kabbalistically, the role that Joseph plays. He's the he's the connector, um, and, and has a unique power. Hence the fact that he's he's a messianic model, in a in a way in which people often miss. It's a very specific and very important phase of the Messianic model that 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 Yosef is able, through his elevation, to build a bridge between the nations and Israel. And if he didn't elevate himself, he would sink into the nations. For sure. It's only, you know, the model of Judah, who's safe in his land and is separate, can be more like the nations, oddly enough, right? Because there's a boundary, there's a border. Yosef is out there. He's out there in the midst, and if he doesn't hold himself somewhat above, he can't do his mission. And he is, is that always essential. happy and smooth. No, it's not always happy and smooth. You're right, but it may be necessary.
0: Right. Well, let's take a look at some of the comments. We have our good friend Erica mm-hmm. says, so, "Shalom, rabbis. Hope you had a great Hanukkah. Nice to be live with you for a short time. I need to go back to work soon. It's always exciting live and exciting parsha. Definitely. God bless you, Erica, and thank you so much for being part of the." International Torah congregation. We we love great. you out there. Thank you so much. It's good to hear from you. And I had a great Hanukkah. I have to admit, I barely worked. I was on vacation. I went to the south. My kids swam with dolphins. Then we were at the Dead Sea. It was just and it was just we lit the candles every night, in all kinds of funny places and, and with all kinds of people. It was just it was just very special. So it was a great time to have to have Hanukkah. Did you have a good
5: Hanukkah of Mike? I did. It was it was my favorite kind of Hanukkah, which is at home. We did some adventures took a great hike up the Sartaba just mm. a fantastic one of my favorite hikes uh, easy fun you know and but uh, more than anything else I had the the great pleasure and leisure of lighting candles in a slow and and some uh, substantive fashion with my family there's nothing i love more than belting out all the verses of uh, mouths or together with the whole family, with the windows open so that the whole neighborhood oh, yeah. can hear us.
0: Oh, yeah. We do all, we do all the verses. All the you got to do it. You got to do it. Do the whole verses. It's, it's a whole history lesson. Got to do it. Okay. Our producer, when we're live, Lou, says, the brothers told Yosef that Yaakov had given them a message to give to Yosef. Mm-hmm. The brothers told you it was a request to forgive the brothers for all their sins. It seems obvious that the brothers didn't believe that Yosef's previous forgiveness was sincere. For
5: sure. That's what I mean. They're stuck in that story. Mm-hmm. They haven't reframed their own actions because it's much harder to reframe your actions when you're the agent of, of violence against your brother than when you're its object.
0: Uh, Lorelai says maybe it's a good idea to acknowledge that our own slavery—that uh, th- uh, is—to acknowledge that in our own slavery redemption story, we had a Moses and a promised land, and Black Americas who were enslaved had Reconstruction followed by Jim Crow. It's not totally a parallel story. You're absolutely sure right. Yeah, for sure not, and I agree with you. But at the same time, at the same time, you know, it's it's not a parallel story, and there are inequalities, et cetera. And I, you know, I'm not here to comment on America in general. That's not that's not it. But it but there was a moment to me where it's like, if you, if it was it was more like if you're gonna parallel us, the Jews. Well, here's how we do it. You know, that that I'm not giving them muster. It's not my business to give them muster. But if they're going to ask me, don't you parallel us? I'll say, well, this is this is Yeah, we do talk about slavery, but we talk about how it really works. And And, it was it was I didn't make the conclusion for them. It was theirs to make a conclusion. And but there was a moment of silence where they I could see them thinking, like, are we, you know, thanking God for all for all that for for all the gifts that we've had since then?
5: I will I will make the conclusion both as a student of history in the work I've done for the Jewish story, and as a counselor and the work I do daily with people, there's a process that I call historical mastication. It's an awkward term, but a good one. Right? What is it? It's how you chew, swallow, and digest what history shoves down your throat, right. either personally or as a people. You don't have a choice. Right. You can either choke or you can swallow. But the reality is, is that that whatever the sort of very, and, and Laura is entirely correct, the very different historical sort of uh, arcs to those stories, we don't have a choice. When we have suffering and institutional pain in our past, we either use it as a source for positive identity, or it drags us down into that pit of victimhood and darkness.
0: Very good, very good. uh And then, and then, your neighbor Shal says, "Was Joseph autistic?"
5: I mean, I we understand tendency <laughs> to play, to like yeah. throw that word at everyone today. I don't really have a scientific grasp of what it means in this whole neurotypical versus autistic thing. But he certainly wasn't like everybody else that we can say for sure. Right. That's right. That's right. That's right.
0: Uh, and I think that he was um, very sensitive to certain things and insensitive to other things. That's what very sensitive people have. A lot of times they have a gift to the, you know, he could hear a dream and understand it. I've been working very hard to think about what alternative meanings to the dreams. My latest thought was that the, the, um, I was asking myself, uh, why are Pharaoh's dreams repeated? Why? Why does the Torah allow us to hear Pharaoh's dream two times? Mm-hmm. I was working on that very hard, really. I was really trying to like, uh, but I, I, I thought to myself, really, really, the the dreams are a kind of Holocaust. You know, these these cows getting eaten, you know, but by, by basically like evil eats good. That's basically the image, right? Sure. It's like it's like, it's like healthy, happy, you know, Swiss cow. <laughs> food food, I'm happy. I'm just – everything's fine, you know. And it comes in this, like, emaciated thing, this, like, Holocaust thing, like, eats it and eats away the image of, like, goodness and replaces it and replaces it with this image of, like, you know, darkness and and sickness, sickliness. Um, I thought to myself, maybe this represented the, the, the two temples. The two temples destroyed, and that's why it was repeated twice, because this happened basically twice, you know, with the Holocaust being the the end of the second temple
5: destruction era. Uh, And we could go even slightly further with that and and just play off of how Yosef explains it. Remember, that what he tells Paro is, what what does Yosef say? Why does God show him essentially the same dream twice, even though... First time it's No, recalced. see, Every that's not excuse. what I'm talking.
0: Wait, just, no. just, just look, Aaron Applebaum, I mean, what
5: you're saying. He says,
0: "Parents, Pharaoh's dream was repeated in order for a ship to say." I don't mean the two. The I, co- I mean The four. Saying,
5: why does the Torah tell us both twice? I understand. Right. right. I'm, so I'm, what I'm saying is, we should riff off of what Aaron's pointing out there because that's not what I meant. What is this that that's Yosef's explanation to Paro of why Paro sees the dream twice. That's fine. Right. Your question is why do we get it essentially four times? Why is there a repetition exactly. again? Right. My answer is is that to speak, so to speak, in the voice of Yosef, so that we should know that this is an imminent reality for every reader. Right. That okay. that, that that there that there is a pattern in life where where um, our sense of lack so easily consumes our sense of plenty. Right. Mm-hmm. One of the so one of the morals Ooh, there. That, I like that, that, that sense that, of that, lack.
0: That, Consumes our sense of plenty
5: like that, right? Love because what, what Yosef points out to Paro is that why don't the 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 lean cows get fat after eating these, you know, the Swiss happy cows? Because once the lack comes, you don't even remember, right, the plenty. And the right. great Etsa, the great advice that Yosef gives to Paro is not how to hold off the lack. That can't be done because that happens. Life that happens It's how do you hold the plenty in a time of lack. And and for us, I think that that's the important message, which is this is nachon layom. This is always imminent. There are times of plenty, and there's times of lean, whether it's emotionally, whether it's financially, whether it's relationship wise. And the great danger is forgetting that there is plenty when you're experiencing the lean. And that I think is the warning there.
0: Like that very much. I like that very much. That's good. That's a great. Um, it's a great thought. Now, um let's just go to one more thought, which is, uh, a scene that I find to be very dramatic, very romantic. Um, and that is the scene of Jacob going down. He's going down to Egypt and he's going to see his son, Joseph. And Joseph is the viceroy. And, he, and there's these, these great big Egyptian chariots coming to get him. Wagons. Wagons. Uh, and they're about to to, to to pick him up and this just seeing these wagons' just like, wow and you know it's it, it, it's it jogs the memory it, it touches him and he he sees it. but still though there's a problem and he's been there before and that is the problem of leaving the land of Israel and he's been there before and he was once afraid of leaving that land uh, many many years ago when he was running away from his brother Esav. And now he's going to go to Haran, and God showed him this vision of the dream of the ladder. Now as he's leaving the land and everything's right and he's in the chariot, he's like, whoa, 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 stop. And you stop basically on the border between the land of Israel and the beginnings of of Egypt, and that's 'er Beersheba, and a place where his father, Yitzhak, uh, and his grandfather, Avram, all had prophecies, a place of prophecy. Uh, and 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 by the way, that's why I am very uh, forceful on the idea that Beersheba is a biblical city, a prophetic city, and yes, not there's just no like, question. Just because right, people like, don't think
5: of it that way, there's no right, question that it is.
0: Right, right. But but it's not like thought of as a biblical city.
5: Unfortunate.
0: Right. It's a mistake.
5: We're working uh, on it. We're working. We're on working it.
0: on that exactly right. And um, and. Um, So the verse says we're in chapter Mem uh, Vav, forty six, book of Bereshit Genesis. Vaisai um, Israel. It's now the name Israel.
5: Well, you notice notice his name jumps back and forth, even right. in the midst of each verse.
0: Right. Vaisai Israel. Like Israel started traveling down to Egypt. The kolashir lo. And all that, that is his Vayavo Beera Shava, and he came to the town of Beersheva. He offers up sacred offerings to the god of his father Isaac. So he's he's calling on the God of his father Isaac, his father Isaac, who never left the land of Israel. and God, But this is the 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 God of nature, the God of, of law says to Israel halayla, in the visions of the night, Yaakov, Yaakov. And he says, Yakov, Yaakov, Yaakov, He says, here I am. And and after you, and, all
5: this, go ahead. Well you just notice that um it says li Yisrael. Where God said to Israel. but what does he say right. to him? Yaakov Yaakov. Right. It's such right. a powerful expression about how how Yaakov is the only character in the entire Bible who God changes his name. And it doesn't stick, because why? Because he's Yaakov is every man, and Israel is the ideal, right? And 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 he's both, and right. it remains both to the day he dies.
0: It's to me just to make it easy for people. It's Clark Kent and Superman.
5: It's like Clark Kent. It's like it's
0: like it's like he's yeah, like Superman. You go down to Egypt now, hey Clark. You know, I gotta tell Clark, you something. It's
4: like it's gonna be okay.
0: Yeah, there's this. There's this. Uh, I, if you think about it, I always think about it. Not that I care, so I know you're more you're more in the in that in that comic book world. It, it, but you're more you more like that world than me. But like I still grew up watching Superman. I was like, why doesn't he just be Superman all the time? Why does he Why does he need to be Clark Kent at all? Because there because I guess that's the real that's the <laughs> that real was truth. such a
4: Jewish. Why does he have to be Clark Kent? The yeah, so who needs Jewish it,
0: right? But <laughs> well, think about it. Who needs it? Be Superman the whole day. What do you get tired? What's your problem? What do you need to be a a, a second class reporter? What's the big deal? Uh, you Second need to class. to meet Lois in on, the, the over coffee. Minute. Okay, but that's my point. My point is like go go ahead, and be Superman. You never
5: yeah. know whether Lois really liked him for himself. <laughs> that's what it's all about.
0: Okay, all right. But my point is, you could be Superman all day long, and and um, and no, but maybe that's that's the thing. The truth is, is that about about Israel is
5: that he really does have a Yaakov inside. Of course, you know, so and every
0: every Jewish Chuck Norris. Has a little Woody Allen inside. Ooh, don't
5: put Yaakov in the Woody Allen category. Come on.
0: Uh, it's a shtick like that. I think actually, I think it is like that a little bit.
5: Uh, we can argue that later. Okay, but my I think, my I think of a is better like... model for Israel than Chuck Norris. But
0: uh, okay, I was using popular models. I you know, I know your Woody like the... Norris
5: whole thing.
0: So 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 he says. Um... So, so okay, so he's speaking like you said. He's speaking to Israel, but then he says to him personally, maybe maybe Yaakov is like you said. Maybe Israel is the more general name, the name of the nation. He's,
5: he's the perfect form. Yaku yeah, right. is the reality.
0: Okay, that's one. Okay, okay, okay. Vayomer says, here I am. And this is the classic, you know, I'm, we're ready. that That's like, I'm ready for what you tell me. I'm ready to be commanded. Vayomer and this God says, "Anochi Ha'el and we've heard before this term, "Anochi Ha'el Beit I am the yeah. God of Beit But in this case, it's Vayomer Anochi Ha'el I'm the God of your father. Mirda Don't be afraid of going down to Egypt. Right? legoi gadol Asimcha Sham. Asimcha Sham, right? I will make you there into a great nation there. I will go down with you, says God, to Egypt, and I will bring, I will surely bring you up. And then the Ultimate uh, kind of the 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 the, denouman, the kind of last thing. but Yosef Yasit Yado al-Enecha. Joseph will put his eyes, his hands on your eyes, as in he will cover your eyes. You know, when you pass away, yep. so your son Joseph will will be with you at that you know at that moment. Crucial moment. Wow, I, I love that. I got to tell you, <laughs> my mom was like, "Wow, I'm always I'm always blown away by this by these sets of, of verses." And then and then and then as you would expect it, Yaakov gets up and goes. Yes. And he's and he's able to go with a clear conscience because God spoke to him. God God, God God God, God appeared to him, revealed himself to him.
5: And I think that what I always find most moving here is that God put his finger on the essential human experience he's having, which is afraid. Mm-hmm. So like, it's not that Yaakov doesn't have faith. Not that Yaakov has not just learned and believes that his son is now viceroy in Egypt and everything's going to be better, and the be he's he's just afraid. Why? Because there's an uncertainty that is bound up with exile. And this statement Al repeats itself through the prophets Al of the Yaakov. Right? Don't be afraid, my servant Yaakov. Right? It's never said Al of the Israel. Israel isn't afraid because Israel lives in that God consciousness. Right. Where, okay, I go where God tells me to go, and of course I'll make it back. There's a promise. Yaakov is the one that has to live that on a daily basis. And 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 to pretend not to be afraid is 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 not courage. Right. Real courage is to be afraid and to go down to Egypt anyway. And that's why I always find this this uh this passage so moving.
0: It is, it really is. It really is just to hear, you know. And just just the gift of getting a godly assurance. It is a gift. It is a gift. When you when you're on a path, and, and it's important to remember that the voice of God had been missing from Jacob's life, uh, through all the years of his mourning for Joseph.
5: So tell you basically... something. Can I tell you something personal? Sure. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but sure, sure. you said that divine assurance. Something I've always told my kids is that we have a divine assurance. It's an amazing thing. As a people, and here you and I are today, actually living it more fully than than our people have been able to live it for almost two thousand years. And yet, that divine assurance is not for you and I. Divine insurance is from Israel. So, so right. why am I, What's my personal comment? Is I dropped my eldest child, my daughter, off at Latrun today to be inducted in the army. Wow. It's a very big shift in her life. A very big shift in my life. And um, on one hand, I have absolute faith that God is going to look out for her. On the other hand, I understand that, that, that you know, Yaakov and Yisrael, yeah, God looks out for Klal Yisrael. But that doesn't mean every human being doesn't have to live the life that, that, that is, is there in front of them. Sending I mean, your kids to the army
0: is a mini binding of Isaac at the Akedah. It's, it's like that. I, I also would like to say to American Jews, be careful when you think about Israel. Unless you had that 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 atmosphere, that feeling in your life, that you're putting your children on the line for the Jewish story, uh, you know, don't judge us so quickly, because that's a very that's a very, you know, that's 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 a big it's a big sacrifice and self sacrifice that we do around here, uh, and and that it, it's not easy to understand why we do certain things if you don't understand the self sacrifice that's involved in in our life. Um, well, I mean,
5: it's the essence of the difference of living in a place where we've taken agency for our own safety, as opposed to living in a place where another society has essentially promised us that they'll keep us safe. Right. I mean, on right. some level, that's the big difference. Right.
0: And therefore, so, and therefore, you know, the question of, of morality. In any case, I want to pray for your success and safety of your daughter. She should have a good um, yeah. cheroot. As we I mean, say, a good I mean, service, a good service, yeah. and not only, by the way, not only physically via the enemies of Israel, but also for a good, meaningful time and connecting to the Jewish state, connecting to the army, meeting good people.
4: Yeah,
0: meaning you know, good, 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 good society around her that will help her grow, help her love the country, help her feel more Jewish, and not be uh, uh, as, as I always say, lo yeah.
5: Right, exactly, no alienation. Right. No, I'm, I'm. I have. I have very high hopes for her. She's uh, and
0: and Mark Richardson uh, adds his blessings. Blessings to Rav Mike's daughter
5: for her service. I mean. thank you, Mark.
0: Oh. Rav Mike, for I want to thank you so much for joining me here on the Ishai Fleischer Show, and I want to wish you a happy post uh and a happy um, winter. We had some serious it, it, it wintering here. Winter. Oh, oh, it was, some, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. Right. We want. More. We want more. So we ask God for more, uh, and a great Shabbat vayigash. Uh, of and we didn't even talk about Judah v. Joseph. These I tried to slip it
5: in there. You 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 avoided the messianic talk, which is probably. Oh okay.
0: yeah, well, there's there's you know there's two energies there, the the
3: the uh, Joseph the Joseph
0: yeah the Joseph kind of the infrastructural, Mashiach the beginning of the redemption and then the uh, the final spiritual redemption through the Davidic kingdom. Um, uh, let
5: me soon. Let me now.
0: Amen. Amen. Well, we'll have to talk about that. Uh, in the coming weeks, Vizrath uh, Hashem, and in the, I guess this great period, this this period of the uh, third commonwealth, this rebirth and re-embodiment, this messianic period, uh, this uh, ingathering of the Jewish people in the land of Israel, uh, which is the greatest uh, revelation of God in thousands of years, and for us, the greatest project of the Jewish people in 2,000 years, uh, incredibly exciting, and it's an honor and pleasure to be with you, and I want people to join you uh, at RevMike.com. Uh, and jewishstory.co and they can avail themselves of your history podcasts uh, and also of a spiritual guidance um, um, helping people with their marriages, with their life with their with their with their issues and you deal with that every day and you help a lot of people uh, get strong again uh, not just the old school psych- psychology where they put you on a couch and they open you up but never close you back up <laughs> you know, uh, uh, but rather empowerment, real empowerment to, to get back out there and to be the best selves that we can be and the best servants of Hashem that we can be.
5: <laughs> all
0: right, folks, more great stuff is on the way. Thank you so much to all our friends, to Steve Eisenberg, to Mark, to Lorelai, to Erica, to Shaul, to Aaron, and to Lou, and who else out there? Uh, and to Moshe Herman and all the folks out there around the world that are with us. God bless you. Stay tuned. Stay strong. Stay connected. More great stuff is on the way. And Shalom. Rav Mike, Shabbat Shalom, and thank you.
5: Shabbat Shalom, isheh.